You are listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association, Oklahoma. I'm Addie McCaslin. Today, we're talking with Shannon Stevens, an Oklahoma City-based yoga and meditation teacher. Shannon is a 500-hour registered yoga teacher, therapeutic specialist, and assistant teacher with the globally recognized Yoga Medicine School. She is the owner of This Land Yoga, a yoga studio located in the heart of the Paseo Arts District in Northwest Oklahoma City, and co-founder of Awake OKC a nonprofit whose mission was to bring mindfulness and meditation into the community at large. Shannon's 20 plus years of practicing, studying and teaching helps her cultivate compassionate awareness, both for herself and her students. And today she will be sharing that same awareness with us. The mental health download starts now. Welcome Shannon. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm a teacher. I'm a yoga teacher and I own the Slane Yoga in Oklahoma City. It's funny how we always start with like what we do for a living. (laughs) Aside from working and teaching, I love to practice yoga. I've been practicing for about 20, over 20 years now. And I enjoy all things outside. Yeah. Before I forget to ask, can you tell us where the Slane Yoga is located? Yes, it's a yeah, sure. It's at 405 Northwest 30th. It's between Hudson and Walker. And we're right next door to a sweet little spot called 30th Street Market. I love it. In the Paseo District, yeah. in Oklahoma City. Yes. Awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, so since this really is a mindfulness meditation episode with the meditation to follow, we'll dive right into that. Can you tell us about what your foray into meditation was like for you? Yeah, gosh, it was kind of a, a natural transition from yoga I practiced yoga for several years before I attempted a formal meditation. I, I was a little bit afraid of meditation. Right. And of course, you know, they, we'd have the short meditations at the end of a yoga practice, but nothing, nothing really formal. So my, my first experience with it, I was living in Texas at the time and I took just a meditation class all on its own and it was not easy. It was maybe even more challenging than I thought it would be Mm -hmm. to sit for, I think it was maybe a 30 minute practice to sit for that long. I I just was astounded by like how much my body hurt, (laughs) how painful it was like to sit still for a long time. When I thought I was in good physical shape, it was physically demanding. And then the mental challenge was extremely difficult and just really seeing firsthand how crazy the mind is was eye-opening yeah yeah but you kept going what what made you come back the second time for day two yeah curiosity I I thought you know if this if this is this challenging then I want to be better at it right (laughs) more about it I want to be able to have control over Mm-hmm. the thoughts, which maybe isn't the best reason to go into meditation, but you know, with, with yoga, there was this instant connection to feeling more connected in my body and the after effects, you know, you, you do yoga, the, the, the feelings that come after just mm-hmm. indescribable and meditation, it wasn't easy. And, and so I think just the fact that it wasn't easy where yoga, yoga wasn't easy either, but there was that instant draw to it. Meditation was just it was, a, it was a challenge right from the start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that makes sense to me because with a physical practice, you can feel sensations in your muscles. You can't necessarily feel sensations in your brain the same way. So yeah. 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 All right. So 
from, you know, as you, as you dove into your challenge and, and settled into the meditation, what would you say are some of the benefits you've experienced from it? Gosh, I mean, just over the years, just learning how to have compassion around the crazy mind, you know, have compassion for the things that do come up when I sit to meditate and to allow for whatever arises to be part of the meditation, I think has been a huge, a huge lesson learned is, you know, not every meditation I'm going to be able to drop right in. Sometimes it's a really big struggle and mm-hmm. that's like life, you know, it's a kind of a metaphor for life. Like some days are harder than others. So I think just giving myself more grace has been the biggest benefit. The biggest. Yeah, that is, that is huge. When did you start teaching meditation outside of the yoga class? I guess I should say. You know. Yeah, probably 2016. I, I started teaching maybe 2017. I taught the first meditation, like a group meditation practice, and uh-huh. it's much different than teaching yoga. Right. <laughs> very, very nervous. Again, because there's there's not you're not doing anything physically with your body, mm-hmm. just sitting and then also knowing how I felt the first time I meditated, and then knowing there's people in the room who are probably feeling the same thing and and then being the facilitator of that felt like a really big responsibility. Right. But I, I really enjoyed it and not a whole lot of people came, uh, uh-huh. but you know, the small group, it grew a little bigger and the same people came back. And so we were kind of on this journey together. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about some of the populations you've taught meditation too? Yeah. I started with, you know, the the typical yoga setting, you know, teaching at a yoga studio and just the people that I already knew through yoga classes. And then the start of 2019, I co-founded Awake OKC mm-hmm. and it was a nonprofit organization that was dedicated to connecting people through mindfulness and through meditation. And so within that organization, I was able to get out and do more outreach type projects. And I've typed up a list here so I wouldn't forget. We worked with a lot of different (laughs) populations. At the start of it, you know, I think it was such a fresh thing in Oklahoma City. And so we had a lot of people contacting us and then not a lot of troops on the ground to help facilitate. Uh So we took what we could and we were really excited to do what we did. And there's still so much work to be done. But anyway, I I think the the population that I enjoyed working with with most was school age kids. We we partnered with Oklahoma City Public Schools. Mm-hmm. And I worked with a group of about, gosh, 95 to 100 fifth graders and their teachers. And it was over a six-week period. We would come to their classroom and it was toward the end of the day. Uh-huh. We would do mindfulness. We didn't, it was toward the end of the day. So we did not expect them to sit still. So there wasn't right. a whole lot of formal meditation, but mindfulness practices, mindful walks, mindful movement, different types of activities and just discussion around what mindfulness is. Mm-hmm. So that was a really fun group to work with. I also worked with Oklahoma City Police Department with it's called FACT. It's Family Awareness and Community Teamwork. And it's a great gang prevention program. And so I worked with the officers and with some of the, the kids that they were working with at the time. They all came to the studio and we did a little bit of yoga and a little bit of meditation and we all had lunch together. It was a really special time. That that group targets families, but also youth ages 10 to 17. So I really enjoyed working with students, with younger age students, just right. because of my background as a school teacher. So I felt like I was able to connect with, with kids in a meaningful way. It was easy for me to, to talk with them. 
and to make it relevant. We also worked with the OCU theater department, the Metropolitan Library System, different businesses and corporations. Uh, I did a little work with OU Children's Hospital with their inpatient, working again with kids and also their families. And yeah, and I know Colin worked with different populations as well through Awake, and he has a whole other, <laughs> a whole other list. But typically when it was, uh, you know, like the teen age, even younger and early college age, those were handed to me. Right. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. That's Colin Walkie, right? Colin. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. What would you say were some of the most prominent benefits that you could see from the populations you worked with on a repeated basis? Gosh, I think just opening up to the idea that you can practice mindfulness anywhere and it doesn't have to be formal. Right. You can practice mindful eating and mindful walking. And, you know, I think that, you know, there's this, but at least when I started meditating, I had a lot of preconceived ideas about what it should look like. And mm-hmm. am I doing this right? And I think that that was always the way I tried to approach it is that you can start where you are and little steps toward a bigger goal or toward, you know, maybe a longer, more formal set can make it feel a little bit less challenging. But I would say just, you know, just finding that joy and curiosity and even in you know, kids, like I think we take for granted how they, they do have very curious minds and, and to, to ask them to observe and to be more aware and present is, is not a big ask for kids. I think as adults, we become a little bit more clouded and Mm -hmm. have a lot of judgments and, you know, there's a lot more layers to work through. So yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I guess we'll segue right into the actual meditation. And you said you've got a focus for today's session. Yes, I do. So I wanted to, I had a different idea when we chatted last, but I was going back to that beginner's mind and and as being a new meditator and that experience of feeling like, oh my gosh, my mind. So I wanted to go back to that and to just do a meditation where we're allowing the mind to wonder, allow it to be scattered, and then compare that to coming to a more focused mind where we're focusing on one thing. Oh, I love so, it. Yeah. So something just really fun and simple. Yeah. We don't need anything prop wise other than, you know, if you want to sit in a chair, you can sit in a chair with your feet on the floor. If you want to sit on the floor, you can grab a cushion or pillow. Okay, great. Well, we can start when you're ready. Great. So if you're wearing glasses, you can take those off. And if you're comfortable closing your eyes, close the eyes. If not, you can find one point to just rest the eyes on. And if you're sitting in a chair, just move away from the end of the chair or the back of the chair so that your spine is able to gently lift. Just start by sitting nice and tall. Take a deep breath in. And as you breathe out, let your shoulders soften. Let any tension around the eyes and the mouth soften. Just take a moment here to listen, notice what you hear, become aware of your physical body and what you might feel, sensing a change in temperature, feeling warmth and coolness, sensation of pressure at your seat. If you're in a chair, you might feel the sensation of your feet on the ground. Yourself to mind wonder, meaning 
just take all of this concentration on the body and the sound out of the equation and just allow yourself to think how you might normally think. Notice the thoughts that might come to mind repetitively. Notice if you're planning, are you remembering something? And then notice if the thoughts are random or are they threaded together? Now bring your attention to your nose and notice the feeling of the breath as you breathe in. Notice how the inhale is cool. You feel how your exhale is warm. Notice how the air passes through the right versus the left nostril. If there's more room in one side, is it equal? And just keep observing your nose, even if the mind wanders. This is your focal point. You can bring it back. And each time you come back, just know that that's a lesson in mindfulness. You're training in mindfulness or one-pointed concentration. Now allow for your mind to wander again. It can be helpful to label your thoughts with your planning. You can label those thoughts planning, remembering, judging, attention on sound. Notice the sounds that are right around you. Notice the sounds that are further away. Notice if the sounds are repetitive versus random. And keep listening to all the different layers of sound. Again, when you catch yourself thinking or mind wandering, come back to the focus of sound. Now check back in with your posture. Become aware of your body. If you started to slouch a little bit, you can refresh the spine, just gently lifting. And take a deep breath in and fully breathe out. And from here, you can open your eyes reconnect to the space around you thank you so much you're welcome thank that can be just a fun way to check back in and also I didn't mention this before but importance of always being gentle I've heard a few different yoga or meditation teachers talk about the importance of that that voice in your head when you catch yourself wandering, when you catch yourself like thinking, mm -hmm. <laughs> that voice that brings you back isn't sharp. That voice is really gentle, almost like you would speak to a puppy, like you're training a puppy, like, right. no, 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 come back, come back. And you do that as often as you need to, and you do it without judgment. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key, right? I remember yeah, I was yeah. trying to to learn to, well, not even just learn to meditate, but learn to actually like it. Um, uh -huh. You know, six or so years ago, seven years ago, maybe something like that. It was right after I was certified to teach yoga. And I had it in my head that I couldn't be a yoga teacher who didn't like meditation. So I was mm -hmm. traveling around to workshops to learn how to meditate and then how to actually enjoy it because I thought that I was doing it wrong. And I was definitely... Yeah had the sharp voice in my head. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. this lady out of, she was in Colorado leading this workshop, but she's from Minnesota, I believe. And she said something along those lines, not the sharp voice, but something along those, you know, having compassion and gentleness with yourself as you, as you keep returning. And also back. a sense, a sense of humor too. I think it's, yeah. you know, when we look at how wild the mind is, it's kind of funny. I mean, if we, right. if we can laugh about like, where did that thought come from? That's, that wasn't linked to the one before. And we right. can have, you know, this playfulness around it, then it can become something that we enjoy to sit with ourselves and to observe and to, to notice, you know, like yeah. how, wh like, where does the thought bubble up from? That curiosity mm -hmm. is so important. 
in, in everything we do. Yeah, it makes it an adventure. So mm-hmm, for yeah. sure. Thank you so much, Shannon. I won't take up any more of your time, but I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. This is fun. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, we'll do it again. It's honored, honored to be your first. <laughs> All right. I will talk to you soon. All right. All right. See Addie. Bye. Bye. to the Mental Health Download. I'm Addie McCaslin with Mental Health Association of Oklahoma.